Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jamison. With me is Daniel Trainer. And Daniel, do you feel pretty? <laughs> I feel pretty, so pretty, so witty and bright. Wow. Is that a yes? I've never felt pretty. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's where we're going, huh? Oh, man. I just realized how much I'm, we're going to be singing in this episode. So <laughs> if that's, that's going to be something that uh, might not please you, it might be time to wait until next week. Now, the lyrics. Did they change the lyrics for this? Okay. Great question. I forgot that I had this thought. Did she used to say, I feel pretty and witty and gay? And gay. So they cha- they changed that? Or am I, did she not say that? No, that's what, that was the original lyric. Does she say gay in the new movie? That's what I'm wondering. I thought she said bright. I, I believe that's correct. Okay, so I have another. Okay, so that is fascinating. But then also, there's a lyric in another song that I was interested to see if they were going to change, and they mm. didn't. We can we can get into that. All right. Well, obviously, we are talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we just perform the whole thing? I think the uh, West Side Story. Okay, never mind. We should definitely not perform the whole thing. Uh, West Side Story came out this weekend. The second film adaptation of the 1957 musical. Sure. And that's... film in 1961 before I was born. Oh, you weren't alive then? No, not wow. quite. Well, that is going to be the focus of tonight's Popcorn Boys. Tonight. But before we get uh, deep on that, we'll give you a quick recap of the box office challenge, which, ladies and gentlemen, things are heating up. Okay, you don't have to. Okay. When there's going to be so Okay, when there's going to be so much singing in an episode, <laughs> you don't have to sing a fake song. I'm sorry. Uh, what's my box office? It's time for your box office recap of the week. And every week I do say I'm going to put that in. Well, I don't, Never do. ever, I don't think I've ever given you a clean. No, I made of you it. give. No, I made you do a clean one a few weeks ago. So, current standings: the only new movie we had that came out that either of us drafted this week was, of course, West Side Story, on Team Daniel. Uh, a disappointing open, which we will get into later. It. Uh, Open the weekend around 10 million is up to 12 plus million as we record. Yeah. Bringing the current totals, uh, Kyle in second place, still cra- scraping his way towards the billion dollar pole. Uh, 940-ish million dollars for Team Kyle. Daniel is in first place at 1.775 billion dollars. Wow. So the difference currently, as it stands, is. Let me do that math again real quick because I think I did it wrong. It's over $800 million. Wow, okay. Somewhere in the $815 million range-ish. Now in the home stretch here. There are five movies between the two of us that are to be released. 
Daniel has Nightmare Alley coming out this week. <laughs> and he has The King's Man. Oh, yeah, baby. Coming out in a few weeks. The King's Man. Or next week, yeah. Just so people are aware, the King they retitled uh, Spider-Man No Way Home to <laughs> The King's Man. So if you are going to the movies over the holiday season, make sure you ask for two for The King's Man, please. Uh, Kyle has three potential behemoths. Well, which is let's why not things get ahead of heating up let's in not this get conversation. Ahead of ourselves here. You competition, have, not competition. You have, you have one behemoth. Spider-Man No Way Home. On track to be easily the biggest open of the year. Comes out this weekend. Uh-huh. And that is going to at least partially close the gap. And as I said on last week's show, you do have to be... You have to have your booster shot to go see it. So if you don't... Oh, God, you can't go. So I would recommend something like maybe a West Side Story, a Nightmare Alley, something along those lines. Also, the following week... I have the Matrix Resurrection. Is it, is it plural? Yes, I believe so. The Matrix Resurrections. And of course, Sing 2. <laughs> Cruise Control. <laughs> the movie we've all been waiting all year for. So, you know, if your kids have been dying to get back to the theater, I mean, what, what better time than the holidays? And why not kill them by going to see <laughs> a gorilla sing Shawn Mendes? <laughs> What better way to go out? Sing 2 is going to be the hit of the year. So, I think a conversation that we can have, at least briefly, about the box office here is the fact that West Side Story, unfortunately, and I do have a bone to pick with the listeners, they didn't go see this movie despite the fact that they knew it was a draft pick of mine. The loyalty is staggeringly low. For our podcast audience. Staggeringly low. Okay? They didn't support me. They didn't go see this. But guess what? Apparently, people don't want to go see musicals, Kyle. Well, you are, of course, a jet. And I am a shark. Okay. How dare you? What? That's how I thought you were going to open the episode, by the way. In covers, I mean, kind of funny. We are coming at you and Daniel. You can see yourself more, Jennifer Shark. <laughs> Put that right into the microphone so you can hear that, pal. And you go in and all over town. West Side Story invented scatting. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, please go ahead. Uh, yes, so uh, obviously, as you've stated, a disappointing opening for West Side Story. Um, no, go on, sorry. It is the, what do we say, the third musical to be released here in 2021. Well, certainly the the third big major Broadway musical adaptation. The, that had, Yes, yes, exactly. The third musical to be released this year. Mm, okay, but okay, fine. Okay, go on. <laughs> Following, of course, In the Heights, yeah, which made a disappointing $29 million at the box office. And Dear Evan Hansen, which I believe made about $14 million at the box office. Yikes. Not good at all. So we're 0 for 3 in terms of um, these movies. Well, and it's interesting, too. So these movies, I think a popular criticism for like why a Broadway musical adaptation is not making money 
in theaters these days is there's a few reasons. One, I think, is a lack of star power. And that was a big thing that was a knock against In the Heights. And I think that you can say that again here for West Side Story. Dear Evan Hansen had people in it, but that just was cursed. For, I mean, <laughs> that had Julian Moore. That had Amy Dear Adams. Dear Evan Hansen had people in it. It certainly did. Well, and Dear Evan Hansen And they were like, too old for the characters <laughs> they were playing. I mean, everything about Dear Evan Hansen. Was Julianne Moore playing a high schooler as well? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Everything about Dear Evan Hansen seemed cursed from the beginning. But, I mean, like, Dear Evan Hansen has become a wildly popular musical. I mean, that was such a huge hit on Broadway. And it's become a huge thing, really, across the country. Uh, I think the fact that it the reviews were terrible certainly helped sink it. West Side Story, though, was interesting because the reviews for this movie are almost across the board stellar. They're quite good, yes. It, it We're going to get into this, but it's it sort of become sort of a late-breaking big Oscar player here. Steven Spielberg, a, well, a well-known classic movie, of course. West Side Story has endured as, as one of the most popular and probably most famous Broadway musicals of all time. And it didn't make much of a splash at all. And I, I think that just comes down to the fact that Right now, if something isn't going to be a and go with me here, I'm not trying to sound like you know fucking James Cameron or you know Scorsese or whoever. But if something isn't cinema, well, no, people aren't going to see cinema. Oh, oh, sorry. if something isn't a superhero movie, oh, gotcha, gotcha, If it's gotcha, not gotcha. a sequel, if it's not some known IP, it's hard for people to get out. And also, I think the biggest thing with West Side Story is. I don't know who this movie was for. Well, okay, hold on. Before we get into that. Sure. This movie is IP. Sure, yeah. Which, like, and I think this maybe plays into what you're saying, but, like, it's IP, but it's an older generation's IP. Yes. Like, why? I guess the question is, more than anything else, that you come out of this movie and... We're already going a little too deep into this before we knock off some other things on the old yeah, sure. episodic checklist. Sure. But let's just pose this question. Okay. And then we will get back into it later on. But you're, you <laughs> why was this movie remade? Why was this movie made? And you said, who is it for? I say, why was it made? Let's, you know, audience, listeners. Let's marinate on that. For marinate on those two questions. Think if you can uh, formulate an answer. And if you do, please text us right now. <laughs> Even though you haven't heard it yet because uh, we may need some help formulating our thoughts. We have a live call in line. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? That's, we, we did last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let's not get into that, shall we? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> let's put a uh, uh, let's put a pin in that. Let's let's put a pin in West Side Story for the time being. Yeah. Okay. Because we're gonna go, we're going real deep on that momentarily. But sure, marinate on those issues. But before we get into that, the Golden Globes, yeah, release their nominations. Talk, yeah, talk about who are these for the the uh, previously well the 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 twenty twenty one canceled. And I use that 
Um, what do you see in a cancel culture? Not literally, but uh, I guess figuratively canceled. Well, I guess is it literally canceled? They're not doing a They're show. They're not doing a televised ceremony. The Golden Globes have been canceled. <laughs> but I mean that in a 2021 sense. More and can so I than... say something? The Golden Globes here. Okay. Oh, God, we could go deep into this too. <laughs> the idea that the Golden Globes now have been outed as this corrupt insane pr driven I mean, thing who could have known we everybody has known this forever oh right 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 yes everybody right. knew that exactly the golden globes are one of my favorite nights of the year okay <laughs> so the fact that the golden globe ceremony is now defunct and and might be defunct forever listen i understand i support it but this idea that like Hollywood outside of the of the HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the the uh, the people who put on the Golden Globes, this idea of like, oh, we had no clue. <laughs> it's like everybody knew all these award shows are completely stupid. That's what makes them fun. It's well, a it, it's a the- it's a bummer that we're not getting a Golden Globe ceremony. I'm not coming out as a Golden Globes truther. Ah. I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not – listen, like you are. the racism that inhabited that organization was obviously terrible, but everybody knew about it. Just nobody cared enough to say anything. And then when it sort of came out and Tom Cruise is giving his Golden Globes back. Oh, what a hero. Hero. It's it's funny, but it's it, – What's it's, more heroic, Tom Cruise coming out against the Golden Globes <laughs> or Tom Cruise coming out against TVs that have that weird setting that make it look like it's Oh, my film? God. Yeah, what is that? What is that called? The, like uh, a motion smoothing or whatever. smoothing, yeah, sure. So, it, and, and to anyone who's listening right now, I assume you own a television. Don't assume that. Go to your television right now and find your picture settings. Oh, God. Make sure that anything that says something to the effect of motion smoothing or what are the other things called? Hang on. There, there's a, a few other know. terms for it that you can find in your picture setting. Just make sure you turn that one off. It makes it look stupid and bad. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I do, didn't do will it. Will you just do anything Tom Cruise tells you to do? What? If Tom Cruise told you to jump off a roof, you'd jump off a roof. Well, he's the best stuntman of all time. Of course oh, I would. He gets hurt every other day. <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise does all his own stunts. Should I play yeah, the PSA gets... that Tom Cruise released in, in December of 2018? Sure. Okay. Here we go. Let me just uh, go ahead and... Oh, there's an ad. Oh, it's for licorice pizza. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. What is this? What what is happening? What do you want? What is going on? Hi, I'm Tom Cruise, obviously. And I'm Chris McCoy, obviously. And we're talking to you from the set of Top Gun Maverick. How long is this? We're very proud to present Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, How long is this? It's about a minute and a half. I don't want to listen to a minute and a half. Notice so far, so far, notable things already. This ad came out three years ago, and they were coming to us from the set of Top Gun Maverick. Oh, wow. That movie still hasn't fucking come out. That's got to be hard for you. Ugh. We want you to enjoy it to the fullest possible effect, just as you would in a theater. To that end, we'd like a moment of your time to talk to you about video interpolation. Video interpolation or motion <laughs> speed is a digital effect on the video. This is interpolation. Look. What made them do this? Everyone has their favorite PSAs that have ever been released, and this just happens to be mine. We we want to take a moment of your time to talk to you about video interpolation. But you think <laughs> about 
high-definition television. How this had to reduce motion blur at sporting events and other high-definition programming. The unfortunate side effect is that it makes most movies look like they were shot on high-speed video rather than film. No. No one's ever called it that. Quite put their finger on why the movie they're watching looks strange. Most HD TVs come with this feature already on by default, and turning it off requires navigating a set of menus with interpolation often referred to by another brand name. If you this is the thing that's great about this is Tom. He has no idea what he's saying. So he's never. He has so never hit settings on a remote control in his life. Now, do you think? Does Tom Cruise have like a regular television in his house? I feel like he only Here we has, are like, again film talking about Tom Cruise and technology every single episode. Giving you easier access and greater choice over when to use this feature. Meanwhile, a quick internet search should provide you with step-by-step instructions on how to quickly disable the feature. Wait, what so was this about? about to see what? Exactly as the filmmakers are they talking about a movie? Is this so about like MI6? No, like, this is just they wanted to say this. This is just a PSA. Interesting. Also, like... <laughs> Hold on. On this YouTube video that I just played, the top comment is, LOL, been trying to make my girlfriend understand this for the past year. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yo, you're kidding me. A man's complaining about his girlfriend, the top comment yeah. in a Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie YouTube video. I'm shocked. Fantastic stuff. Oh, every time what I go an to icon. A, every time I go to a friend's house, I turn this off. They never have a clue what I'm talking about, but I feel like I'm doing good work out here to make sure nobody has to suffer through motion smoothing. Okay, this is I'm sorry, literally what this. I do too. Okay, I've never noticed it before. Really? No. This is the bane of my entire existence as a person. Oh, I know you've you've uh, you've done it to my TVs before. <laughs> I think you did it. I think you actually did it to my TV when we watched MI6 at home. Do you remember that? I think I did, yeah. Wow. It was only on like a small amount. It looked exactly the same. No, 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 no. Fine. It wasn't – you didn't have the – that setting wasn't on like up to 100. It was like on like 20 out of 100. I'm so happy that Tom Cruise is out here fighting the big fight. But, you know, you got a key – how did we start talking about this? You bring him up every episode. I don't know. Oh, the Golden How Globes. Wait, he's so heroic for giving his oh, Golden sure. Globes back. All right. So let's talk. We are in the midst of awards. A pandemic, yes. <laughs> We're in the midst of award season. It, God, it feels like an odd one, right? And I'm, I think that's for two reasons. It's one, the Globes aren't a thing. And two... <laughs> We're kind of staring down the barrel of a pretty underwhelming slate of contenders. Yes. I think. Also, but uh, to your first point, doesn't it feel like the Globes are kind of sort of trying to keep their foot in the door here? Oh, they're, oh of course they are. They're trying desperately. Like but Snoop, they got Snoop Dogg to come out and say all the nominees. Well, it was so <laughs> funny, of course, too. Like these nominations come out and then they're like these like people are like who's going to acknowledge that they got a nomination, right? <laughs> and like the conversations that must have been had between like – you know, PR firms and oh, like yeah. studios and like publicists, we, publicists we, were sweating on Monday morning. <laughs> like we got a nomination. Golden do Globe we nominated. This? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and none of that really happened. Although uh, somebody who we will talk about later in this episode did post s- somewhat of a cheeky message about getting a nomination. Um, but 
So here, so the Golden Globe and Critics' Choice Award nominations both came out on Monday. They are obviously precursors to the Oscars. And I think if we're going to look at the glass half full, I think what's fun about this season is that I do think we're going to get to an Oscar ceremony in, what, eight months? Something like that. Uh, that is going to still feel relatively unpredictable. What will come next? The 2022 Oscar ceremony or the next COVID variant? <laughs> well, now, keep in mind, a new something... one has just started. I saw something today. I think... So will there be an entire another round where we get a new variant and it destroys everyone? Or or will the Oscars happen? Wait, are we going to have, like, are we going to have an Oscar ceremony? Or is it going to be like last year's? There was an Oscar ceremony last year. No, no, no. But I mean, like, is it going to be a full <clears throat> theater of people? Good question. Um, oh, God, I can't do the tables again. <laughs> I can't do the tables. I don't care if you do the tables. Just play the clips. Just play the clips. Anyway, so... that, that That's actually the the most important. We should do a Popcorn Boys PSA <laughs> about it's playing the Oscar idea. clips. We'll, we'll model it but exactly like Tom Cruise's PSA. I saw something today that says... We're here from the set of the Popcorn Boys in Culver City. <laughs> <laughs> now, and you may have noticed, if you watched the Oscars last year, something may have been wrong with your television. <laughs> Um, We're here to talk to you about video interpolation. <laughs> interpolation. We're here to talk to you about Steven Soderbergh's destruction of the Oscar ceremony. Okay. Um, I th I saw something today. I don't think Oscar ballots go out for six more weeks. People can't oh, even God. start voting for a month and a half. Anyway. Wow. So, Globes, Critics' Choice nominations both came out on the same day. Those winners will actually be announced on the same day. The Critics' oh, Choice really? are having an actual <laughs> ceremony uh, in a few weeks, actually. And then I think... I don't even know what the Globes are doing. I think putting on a press release? I don't even know. Um, uh, January 9th is the uh, yeah presentation of the 79th Annual Golden Globe Awards. I, do, I have no idea what, what that means. What that means. Yeah. And I then, mean... And then Critics' Choice is did, having did, 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 an actual televised ceremony, which, I, which essentially... So we'll have that, and then we'll have SAG, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, those two things. We also have BAFTA, obviously, that the – yes, what? So, uh, sorry, I'm reading about this year's Golden Globes here. Yes. So they said they plan to hold the 79th Golden Globe Awards on January 9th with or without a telecast. So there's just going to be shouting names into the barrels of the Beverly Hilton well, I assume there Barrels? will be microphones and stuff. It's just a matter of whether anyone will pick it up as a broadcast. Well, it'll be like the 9-11. It'll be like 9-11. Oh, yeah. The Golden Globes will be just like 9-11. What? Well, no. The, <laughs> don't you... Do you not remember the Golden Globes? Post Wait. Why would it have been <laughs> huh? so far after 9-11? Wait. The gold... The gold no, the Emmys. Uh, anyway, the details Emmys? apparently re still remain unclear. Uh, they're still apparently looking for a broadcast partner to replace NBC. It's not, but also like they'll be back next year. People, are, right, right. But people are like, it's kind of assumed that at least the majority of potential nominees would not show up anyway. So. Well, it's the same night as the Critics' Choice. Interesting. So they're all everyone's going to go there over the Golden Globes. Yeah, I mean the Golden Globes. <laughs> well, the Critics' Choice has TV now too, so it's all it's all the same people. They're all going to go to the Critics' Choice. They're on TV. It's whatever. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, so briefly, fr from the Golden Globe nominations, Belfast and The Power of the Dog led with seven nominations each. Right. 
four nominations for the aforementioned West Side Story um, and could certainly win a couple. I, I, I would assume that it's maybe the front runner for best picture, musical or comedy. It's It, it would be that probably or Licorice Pizza. Again, do the Golden Globes mean as much as they used to? Certainly not, but a win can't hurt. Right. It just helps with narrative. And so when we're talking about West Side Story here as as a potential best picture spoiler, you know, having a couple of big wins at the Golden Globes can't hurt things. Um, I think all eyes essentially at the Globes will be on like best actress in a drama. Will eyes actually be on them? Though? No. The eyes of Tammy Faye? <laughs> well, hey. You never know. I mean, Jessica Chastain comes through with the big win. <laughs> but it'll be interesting on that night when, when these ceremonies are happening at the same time. Let's say, for instance, that Kristen Stewart wins both that right. night. Or let's say Lady Gaga wins <clears throat> both. Or let's say there's a surprise. Let's say Jessica Chastain wins. Let's say Nicole Kidman wins one. You know, we'll start turning in terms of narrative. What about Olivia Coleman? Maybe she's the only one you didn't mention. That's why I had to throw her. Well, in, in drama, shout out. But even but at Critics' Choice, where they don't separate it, all of those. Gotcha. All, I was just so listening it, to it, drama it, nominees. Sure, of course. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, now, what's the 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 idea of how this plays into the Oscar race? It could be different this year, you know, because you're not getting the televised Globes. You know, the Critics' Choice Awards are on TV, but they're not. Nobody cares. Basically, yeah. So yeah. it's not like. Uh, this year, for the first time in a long time, we may not be inundated with this kind of award season speeches. and For sure. And so that might add some intrigue to the Oscars in well, terms you know of, like, who we I haven't th- heard these, you know, they haven't already done the whole thing where they're you know, on a tour of, of victory speeches. Do you, but it's interesting. I think in an odd way that might help Kristen Stewart. Because let's say Kristen Stewart <laughs> okay, wins the going, Globe. Yeah. Right. Her speech would be yeah, inevitably she's, she's pretty awkward. Rather awkward, yeah. And I think when you have this long award season, I think people get bored with boring speeches. Well, especially when the Oscars are so late after the 8 million awards have already been given out. So I don't know what it does. I, I'm not sure what it does for the races, but I don't think... Winning this, winning these things doesn't hurt anybody, obviously, but it's almost like maybe not having them being televised. The Globes, I'm saying, might actually help the front runners in an odd way. But maybe yeah. somebody like Will Smith, who I think would probably give a great speech at a Golden Globe ceremony, right? Right. It'd probably win over everybody. Right. It can cut either way. His narrative. Exactly. So I. I, I mean, I don't there, know. there's on the one hand, people might get sick of the same speeches over and over again. On the other hand seeing those speeches whether you watch the golden globes or globes or not but like yeah they kind of just become part of the you know conversation yeah and then maybe when you're voting for an oscar you, you just kind of have this image of like well Kristen stewart is is the one you know she's the winner that's sure. what people already think and maybe you just check off that box and maybe we don't have as much of that this year so it could go either way yeah i think real quickly two my two favorite golden globe nominations were ruth nega got nominated for supporting actress for passing mm-hmm. i hope that happens at the oscars and then troy kotzer also got nominated for coda yes i hope that happens at the oscars he I got nominated at the Critics' Choice Awards. Correct. Well, right? Yeah, he's looking very good Oscar-wise. Uh, I, I don't know why we are nominating Aaron Sorkin again. 
for screenplay at the Golden Globes. I haven't seen being the Ricardos. I just don't know what we're doing. Adam McKay also gets in at the Golden Globes into Field of Five for screenplay. I mean, it's, it's Aaron just, Sorkin's getting nominated because he's Aaron Sorkin. And he's kind yeah, of so if we could stop that. That'd renowned be, as. If we could stop that, that'd be great. Um, you know, the great screenwriter of our time. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Uh, I mean, there's no argument that Aaron Sor- against Aaron Sorkin being a great screenwriter. What? Are you? What? Yeah. He's made, I mean, he has one good film script. That's ridiculous, but. Name more than one? Uh, Which one are you referring to? What do you think? I don't know. The Social Network. Okay. Name another one. A Few Good Men. The West Wing. That's a television program. <laughs> I mean, Moneyball. One of the great screenwriters of our time wrote Moneyball. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's fine. Look, for someone who's doesn't also direct their own thing, he's he's probably the most well known. You know, I, he has directed things now in recent years, but strictly screenwriting wise, he's one of the most decorated. That decorated, sure. Separate, yeah. This is a separate conversation. Well, he's also obviously a great okay. screenwriter. Okay, I know Aaron Sorkin isn't on social media, and he asked you to post this <laughs> on his behalf. <laughs> Look, was there a better thing written for the screen this year than his his letter about Jeremy Strong? Unbelievable. Whew. Jesus Christ. Gold, I tell you. The best movie of the year? The succession finale. Um... <laughs> Quickly, Critics' Choice, uh, Belfast, and the aforementioned West Side Story uh, led with 11 nominations each. Um, I, I think maybe the only thing of note from the Critics' Choice nominations is that like Leonardo DiCaprio was not nominated right. for actor in a field of six. He's, his chances for, uh, for Don't Look Up and Best Actor are looking weaker by the day. They're looking They're down, looking down. would you say? Uh, yeah, that was good. Well, they're not looking up. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, oh, Anthony uh, Ramos got nominated for a Golden Globe. That's fun. He sure did. Usnavi. Usnavi. <laughs> I brought you champagne. Usnavi. <laughs> oh, no. We can't go back to that again. No, we can't go back to the nights. Oh, it's a simpler time. <laughs> it's a simpler it? time. Feels like it was the exact same time. Uh, but also, just uh, in supporting actress at Critics' Choice, uh, double nominations for West Side Story for Ariana DeBose and Rita Moreno, who are both firmly in the Oscar conversation. We will discuss them momentarily. Was Rachel Zegler nominated? Ziegler? Yes. Is it Ziegler, Ziegler or Zegler? Ziegler? Ziegler. For Best Actress? I believe so. Oh, she was I, at the Globes. I, I was. Um, well, she was at the Globes. because Yes, they, Critics' Choice as well. Okay. She was at the Globes in musical or comedy where she could certainly win. Uh, she is up against Marion Cotillard, Alana Haim, Jennifer Lawrence, and Emma Stone. Yeah, so that's between Ziegler and Haim, probably, you would presume. In, yeah, uh, one at, would think. At the Globes. But Rachel Ziegler... Uh, firmly in the Oscar conversation, but we uh, we can discuss the performances in West Side Story as we get into it. I'm concerned. Th- I mean, this is another one where you and I didn't see this movie together, right? And we haven't 
we've danced around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love nothing says I'm going to beat you up like doing a plie in the street. <laughs> Just whistling at each other and snapping. Oh boy. Um classic gang activity. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been in a gang? Oh yeah. Have you ever been in a fight? No. Like a real fight? No, I have not. Okay. You? Kind of. Kind of. Couple. Not really. They were pretty... I'm more of a pacifist. Oh, my God. I'm a fight breaker upper. A fight breaker upper? Yeah. When was the last time you broke up a fight? Uh, you watched it happen on the streets of Los Angeles. Oh, my God. This was like seven years ago or I something. I know. I forgot about that. You stood idly on the sidewalk while I went over and broke up a fight. What was, so someone almost got hit on a bike? Yeah, it was a was bike. Right? There was an incident between a biker and a car. Uh, I think we were walking from your apartment here to my apartment. Correct. It's probably four-ish years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like maybe the car almost hit the bike, and the biker got pissed. They started yelling at each other. They got out, and I think the off bike... of the bike and out of the car, and yeah, were, you know, getting up in each other's face, and and that was enjoying the show. Well, I mean. It just seemed unnecessary, and they sure they were uh, weren't weren't exactly big intimidating dudes. So <laughs> I felt pretty confident in my ability to get over and get between them without uh, things going downhill. Sure, and you know did so effectively. Uh, yeah, I remember thinking, "What is he doing?" <laughs> and also, why? But also, eh, I admire it, I suppose. Th- thanks for the help. That was uh, uh, much appreciated as you I, sat there. I don't think that was an instance that needed another set of hands. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But yes, uh, I am a hero. <laughs> you are. Okay, listen, I don't want to spoil anything for people, but there's a new segment. On oh, show baby. Week. Well, we've lost a segment and we've gained a segment. Yeah, do you want to so, do you want to tell people? I mean, there are people who love listening to the show. Well, because- you know, uh, understood, but spoiler alert for later in the episode, there will be no Kyle's hastily prepared top 10 of the week this week. He got, he, he's burnt out. You know, I just, I feel like the last few weeks I've been kind of scraping at what to come up with for my top 10. Sure. And that's just not really the, that's not the vibe of the segment. Not the essence of you it. You know? Well, and listen, I, I make no promises about what's going to happen to this new segment. It could be gone next week as well. But I, I, I mean, the top 10 of the week might be back next week. Who knows? I hope it is. It's, but only, it's just going to, it's going to happen if I'm feeling it. And if not, this is a very we're not going to force it. It's a very organic process. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. There were a couple things uh, this week that made me think, you know what? I think I need a segment of my own. Oh, do tell. Oh, would you like me to introduce it? Oh, yeah, please. And now, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Daniel's Corner. Corner, 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 corner. What is that? All right. Oh, you were being it's a crowd, a crowd. cheering. Oh, yeah. This guy's awesome. I thought you were going to speak in that. In, that was going to be your voice. voice. <laughs> um... Daniel's Corner, a new Welcome segment on Daniel's the Welcome to Daniel's Corner, Boys. a new segment where we discuss... Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. Should it be Daniel's Colonel? Sure. Sure. It should be Daniel's yeah. Colonel. Daniel's Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first edition of Daniel's Colonel, where we talk about the three hottest topics in the world of film this week. According to me. <laughs> I'm so excited for this segment. I have no idea where this is even going. 
Okay, hey Kyle, you get a load of this? Did you see Madonna saw licorice pizza? She did? Wait, do you not? Okay, this is a dream. Okay. <laughs> I have this, no idea what this is what... Should I not look this up? No, I have right here. You're about to reveal, this, okay. This was the catalyst for the segment. Because okay. I saw this and I said, well, we can't not talk about that. Well, so maybe I need my own segment. And maybe it should be called Daniel's Colonel. Actually, I had an idea, and then you brought it up and said... You had uh, uh, a kernel no, of an idea? I had a kernel of an idea. And so, now Kyle, it's, get now a load it's of this. fully popped? Get a load of this, Kyle. Why are you... Do You don't get to look it up. I'm not. I'm what bringing are you looking up, up? I'm bringing up a tweet that we're ending Daniel's kernel with. Oh, okay, fine. Well, it's actually not Kyle's kernel. I know, but <laughs> you, kernel, you, so. you sent me this tweet today, so... I'm just making sure. Ten evil and have it queued up. Don't worry. No, I don't not think that. you get the segment. Okay, okay sorry. <laughs> it's not actual news. Um, <laughs> you gotta see this. Ten evil and It's a new film. Who fucking cares? Um, so Madonna. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Madonna tweeted, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, post on Instagram. I believe yesterday, she tweeted, and I will. Post it on Instagram. Huh? On Instagram. You said tweeted again. Oh, I'm sorry. She posted, as someone who's never had an IG, don't get it, story, never heard of them. Madonna posted on Instagram, quote, saw the movie Licorice Pizza, followed by three pizza emojis. Uh-huh. OMG. <laughs> Felt so inspired, I had to clean the theater. She posted this with a photo of her mopping the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Paul Thomas Anderson. Let me bring up this photo for you. So you can really get a sense of what we're working with here. And then I really would like to unpack what is going on. Do we know what city Madonna saw licorice pizza? Um, let's see. No, it doesn't say. Hold on. This is not the first time Madonna has been caught up in a so social media movement. So this here week. is a the, photo the, of the Madonna. Nancy Reagan of it all. Here is a photo of Madonna mopping the theater <laughs> after she has seen Licorice Pizza. Oh my God. I would like to unpack this briefly. Felt so inspired, I had to clean the theater. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I think there's picture evidence no felt so inspired that i had to clean the theater she let me ask you one more time on photo shoot oh a full oh there's oh there's it's a full-on photo yeah, shoot. The theater the mopping pick is elite now kyle you love this movie maybe yes. as much as madonna well did you feel inspired to clean the theater you know no what is she talking about? Now, I do take my own trash out of movie theaters. I don't leave them on the floor. Oh, God. And if you don't, please stop listening. It's very... It, clean up after yourself. I felt so inspired. <laughs> I had to clean the theater. Uh... What does that mean? Now, is she saying that the movie brought me back to my roots... Maybe no, she worked in a movie theater. I don't think she's saying that. Is she saying, I was so humbled by the film, I had to clean the theater? Is she saying, you know what, I appreciate this experience so much, and 
everybody who brought it to me, I don't even want anybody to lift a finger. I'm going to go ahead and clean the theater. So here's what happened. Madonna saw the movie and loved it. She felt inspired. So inspired that she decided to take a photo shoot in and around the theater. (laughs) And she took a picture and then noticed in the background while she was looking at the picture that there was a bucket and a mop (laughs) sitting right in the background of one of her photos. And so she went, let's take another one. I'll mop the floor for no discernible reason. And then post picture, she realized this is it. This is the caption gold right here. I cannot get over this. This is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. And also, I would like to direct you to the top comment on the photo that says, Great, can you now get inspired to stop using filters? (laughs) What? (laughs) What, like Instagram filters? Yeah, people don't like the Instagram filters. It's Instagram. Listen, Madonna, absolute goddess, Michigan queen. She's from Michigan? Oh, my God. No respect. We love Madonna. She actually does listen, so she will. She might be calling the hotline here in a second. That is the first That is the first topic of Daniel's Colonel. Second topic. Oh, Madonna won't like this, but she will like that she came first. Lady Gaga. Wow. Now, Lady Gaga was speaking about her experience on the film House of Gucci, a film that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. She was talking about what a difficult time she had on set. Lady Gaga said, quote, I had a psychiatric nurse with me towards the end of filming. I sort of felt like I had to. I felt like that was safer for me. Let me say something very clearly. Being an actor is the easiest job in the world. <laughs> I could have given Lady Gaga's performance in House of Gucci. Okay? Many of us could. You could have, probably. This idea... Uh, why did you throw probably in there This idea that actors are going so out of their way to be method and Father, to make every... son, and house of Gucci. This idea that everybody's going so out of their way to make it seem like being an actor is so difficult is so exhausting. I do not consider myself a particularly I, ethical oh, person. No, mine's better. Hold on. But I am fair. I don't consider myself to be a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. <laughs> well, I mean, whew, I need to see a psychiatrist. A psychiatric. <laughs> Listen, again, this is a pro Lady Gaga podcast. Whenever she wants to come on, she can come on. She does listen. We don't need to do this. It's almost, it's, it's kind of irresponsible and like offensive to be like, wow. I played a I played a crazy lady in a movie. I had to have a psychiatric nurse. We get you're trying to win an Oscar. And this is what this is where we are now. I mean, Lady Gaga has a sniff. She can smell it in the air that she's in the conversation to win a best <laughs> actress Oscar. This is what we're getting in December. Imagine when voting opens. She's I mean, it is she's off the rails, okay? I I hate this. I hate this idea that so actors are trying to make it seem like they had to work so hard to give. Listen, Stephanie. It sounds like you're anti-therapy. <laughs> Just unbelievable. That's all you have to offer? What do you mean? This is Daniel's kernel. Good point. Story number three. Why is Matt Damon in Crypto.com ads before the movie? What? 
Let's say it again. Why is Matt Damon in Crypto.com ads before the movie? Before what movie? West Side Story! Why not? Crypto.com. Oh, because they you're mad because they uh, oh, replaced Staples Center? <laughs> I love that place. The place was my second home, okay? Hey, you what did are, work there for a bit. What are we doing? What are we doing with cryptocurrency? What are we doing? I'm serious. Hold on. Let me check Bitcoin. Hey, it's up a little bit today. I don't... Kyle, I don't know what that means. Bitcoin is up a bit today. Oh, Flipcoin is down yesterday. I. It you're means not nothing a, to me. You're not a crypto investor? No. Okay. And to be... A dabble. It, Okay, uh, nothing's been less surprising that you're into crypto. <laughs> I didn't say I'm into it. I said I dabble. Nobody knows what that means. Dabble? Matt Damon, to be in a Crypto.com ad before I'm I'm settling into my seat, and then here comes Matt Damon's smug ass, and he's like, hey, <laughs> you know who changed the world? The big thinkers. The entire ad is about how, like, cryptocurrency is about great minds and changing the world i hope he dies who matt elon damon oh. well <laughs> elon musk is he crypto.com no but he's a big crypto person oh well sure listen i don't want to coin and the like i truly don't I don't have the mental energy to spend to understand what any of that is. And I think it's irresponsible. Of you to not understand the way of the future? Of Cinemark, which is where I saw West Side Story mere hours ago. Well. To be settling into my seat and to see Matt Damon Matt out Damon's there. trying to help you get into the future. It's absurd. I hate, I hate this. I mean, it's a commercial. What are you? You're you're overly. Why? What? It, why is he in this? Why not? Cryptocurrency is bad. No, it's not. What are you talking about? Cryptocurrency is bad. This is an anti-cryptocurrency <laughs> podcast. Okay, <laughs> let's just state that very clearly. Unless you want to sponsor <laughs> Crypto.com. If you do want to sponsor, I love you. It's the Crypto.com boys. If you do want to sponsor, I will sell my soul for ten dollars. Okay, so, I'm sorry. What are they called? Ten Doge dollars. Ten doge bucks. Eh, you don't really say dollars or bucks or anything. You see that girl who paid with her foot? What? The girl who paid with her foot. I'm sorry? She had cryptocurrency socks. She okay. held them up to the thing and she paid with her foot. I don't get it. Uh, you're not in the world like I am. Cryptocurrency, I, I, I'm so ready for this to be done. All right. It's not going anywhere. It's... It's going. It will not. It's the wave be a, of the future. No, it won't be around in five months. They're going to change it back to Staples Center. <laughs> yeah, Staples, very important. I love a Staples. You see the pens they have. You've been in a pen aisle in a Staples. Now that's heaven. That sounds terrible. Are you pens. Not? Who uses pens anymore? Look, I'm staring at one on a notebook of yours as we speak. Oh yeah. Who uses pens anymore? I guess me. Listen, Matt Damon 
Get a new job. Get a new hobby, you loser. Well, if more people had gone to see The Last Duel, maybe he wouldn't have to do Crypto.com. Stillwater. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon's a flop. A huge flop. Matt Damon's a huge flop, just like Crypto.com, just like Cryptocurrency. Flops all around. What's next? That's your first edition of Daniel's Kernel. Wow. I know I'm, I'm, I'm fucking heated. Can I just say, what a segment. That was great. I genuinely enjoyed it. We'll just wait till next week. Thoroughly enjoyed Daniel's Kernel. Thank you. Wow. We need an outro. Um, Daniel's Kernel. Pop, pop. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. That was, was, that, was that Stanley Steamer? <laughs> Stanley Steamer. Uh, all right. Daniel's Kernel. Good. Uh, Will it be back next week? Hmm, nobody knows. It's quality Let's say. Let's see what weird shit people do this week. Speak That's kind of my thing. What kind of weird shit are people Madonna's doing? mopping floors. Gaga's seeking therapy. It will never get Damon's better than buying Madonna mopping the floor after seeing Licorice Pizza. Let's just make that clear. That is the height <laughs> of the segment. Why is she mopping the The reason for this. I don't. I don't know. How mad were, was the custodial staff? <laughs> Well, the best that thing she is was like using one of the mops. She had to like go find. A Did mop. they think it was funny? No. Did they rip the mop out of her hands and go get the fuck out of here? I need to know everything. And then remop the section of the floor that she mopped. I need to know. To fix her bad I mop need job. To know everything about it. God bless. God bless you. What's your favorite Madonna song? Um, a good question. I don't know. What do you have a, a particular favorite? Uh, Like a Prayer is probably my favorite. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ray of Light. Ray of Light. Papa I was trying preach. to think of the, the title of Ray of Light when you asked, but Like a Prayer is the best one, probably. It's a remarkable song. Let All right. Look, let me look at, uh, hang on, let me look up Madonna on Spotify, see if okay. I'm missing any 50 faves. 50 minutes into the episode, haven't started talking about West Side Story. <laughs> oh, I do have a story. I do have a story. I have, I have a, a What's thought. hung up? Oh. Time goes by. ABBA so slowly Abby. ABBA what the ABBA sample oh okay uh, incredible song girl no like a prayer yes like a virgin no like a virgin no La Isla Bonita like a, a virgin no well I'm just saying not my favorite okay yeah you know it's a, it's a good song life is a mystery all right, hold on. Wait, when is the Madonna bio? I mean, that's going to be a whole month. The what? The Madonna biopic that she is. Let's wait for it. Directing. <laughs> right, written by Diablo Cody. Oh boy, I forgot that was a thing. Do oh. we have our um, titular Madonna yet? Uh, no. Well, we don't officially, but I think like rumors swirling that it's a uh, Julia Garner of Ozark fame. Oh right. But that hasn't been confirmed in the slightest. So don't hold me to it. Don't hold me to it. Madonna's directing career. Oh boy. Oh, no, we don't have had, enough time. No, we need done more. No, we're doing a Madonna episode because that will be that's it. That should be our hundredth episode. Evita, a league of their own. Well, you're doing act. You're doing her performance. I'm just thinking though. of Madonna movies. Sure. Good stuff. Should we talk about West Side Story? Time Is it time? goes by so slowly. Time goes by. All right. 
Once again, we're singing too much in an episode where there's singing to come. I'm hung up by you. (laughs) Yes, let's talk about West Side Story. West Side Story. First of all, shout out to my mother who loves the original West Side Story so much. We were chatting about it on the phone this past week. Um, She's anticipating the new West Side Story. I I hope she's going to go see it in theaters. Well, shout out to Kyle's mom because I just rewatched the 1961 West Side Story and I don't like it. The original? Yeah. You don't like the original? Let's start from there. This is this is the context I think we need to have for this conversation. Okay. I rewatched the original mere days ago. I don't particularly think it's a great movie. And so West Side Story going in going into this 2021 adaptation. West Side Story's never really been my favorite thing. It's never been my favorite musical. You know, I've always had an appreciation for it, but it's not like I went in like let's see what they did. Right. So that's where I was coming from when I walked into the Cinemark Howard Hughes la complex this morning it had to pay five dollars for parking despite having validation <laughs> i saw this movie at the landmark parked for free my ticket was free i did have a pass i had a free pass that's why i did go to the cinemark yeah but gotcha uh and so really i saw out. it on a tuesday seven dollar tuesdays at the landmark oh boy and i did get a popcorn well, god can i say i did too and a hot dog and a water okay let me j- God, to watch you carry that. It's just, I mean, for anyone who has never seen that, you would think it's an Olympic sport. I mean, he can't do it. It's very hard. Because it's just- Put the hot dog in your pocket. <laughs> no, I've already, I've already condimented it. That's your problem. Take the condiments to the seat. Why? I don't. So you can s- put the hot dog in your pocket. In my pocket. That's maniacal. I'd rather put it oh, in the popcorn. What's less maniacal, holding in your hand a hot dog that has condiments on it, and then having to hand your ticket. That's to an the problem. Employee. The problem is the ticket. You don't need to rip my ticket. Let me just show you my ticket, and we're on. But like he has and to hand on. it back. Let me just show you my ticket, and we're on. <laughs> so the original West Side Story, yeah. is not a movie that I like. Uh, I I'm personally a big musical fan. We know. What's your fave? The uh, Les Mis. The music and the dancing of West Side Story are phenomenal. Obviously, of course, rest in peace, Stephen Sondheim. Oh, Oh. Oh, West Side Story lyricist. Uh, oh, I know. Shout out did to you Leonard clap? Bernstein. Did, did you clap when you saw his name in the Who credits? did the music for the original West Side clap? Story musical. No, I would never clap during a movie. Mm. You know what's fun? We've talked about this on the podcast before, but like in L.A., don't you love it when people clap when they see their friend's name? That's always a, that's always a treat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always a real treat. Oh, he did catering. <laughs> catering. Um, so the my, the my thoughts on the original are... I haven't seen the whole movie in a long time. I've seen just short sections of. Well, your of mom likes of, it, and that's enough. Oh, she loves it. 
I, when I, my I mom was no... a child and she saw the movie, she went to her friend's house and they would put on the record and they would perform the whole thing start to finish. Oh, well, I mean no disrespect to your mom. Well, too late. Disrespect has already been taken. Wait, call her. And you're now what time is it? In Massachusetts. Ooh. Ooh, she's been asleep for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get your mom on the pod at some point, though. Okay. She's a good, what are her five favorite films? Has she seen five? Yeah, my mom loves movies. Five favorite films. That's a good question. I'll ask her next time I talk to her. West Side Story. Green Book. <laughs> uh, she loved Belfast. She saw that. The oh, other that's right. Well, my parents have seen Belfast, too. Upon my recommend, or our recommendation, she See? listened to the pod, and uh, she went and saw Belfast. See, and this it. is why Belfast is winning Best Picture. It's getting the old folks back to cinemas, baby. Belfast actually saved movies. I mean, that could <laughs> that's really the narrative. So, sorry. Should we reveal our our big picture opinions on West Side Story, the new West Side Story? I think so. Yeah. We, we revealed our thoughts about the original. Now, we'll do a little countdown as we like to do. We'll do a three, two, one, and then we'll say our feelings on the <laughs> new West Side Story. Are you ready? Uh, three, sure. two, one. I, I thought, thought it was, was a pretty mixed good. Bag. <laughs> Yeah, mixed bag is probably what I should have gone with, honestly. I like it. We were in unison for a bit there. We both went with the I thought it was. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I say go first. I will interject and interrupt you every five seconds. That's very unlikely you. I wouldn't. Unlucky you. (laughs) He's already interrupting. So uh, what was the. Well, me too, but. What was the question that I left our viewers to pontificate on? Uh, Oh, yes. Why. Don't know that word. Why was this movie remade? Is that the Pope? Yes. What does pontificate? I know what it means, like ruminate. But what? Where? What's the origin? Of uh, ponti- pontification. Pont- pontificate. That's pope. What's pope? Pontifex. Yeah, that's like his. What does that mean? Uh, isn't that just his Twitter handle? Yeah, it's a word he made up. <laughs> what? No, I don't know what it means. I'm looking up. I'm not religious. I don't know anything about the pope. Me either. You're not even going home for Christmas. Uh, TBD. Oh, sorry, Mom. <laughs> um. Anyway, West Side Story. The Pontifex Maximus oh. was the chief high priest of the College of Pontiffs in ancient Rome. Well, I'm more confused. <laughs> important, important information. Uh, the word pontificate comes from Latin for... Uh, Can you use it in a sentence? Hold on, I, I don't actually know. For my Latin. spelling st- bee heads still out there. Up. Da, da, da. Pontificate. Interesting. P-O-N. All right. Sorry. So this movie doesn't feel – so the movie obviously takes place in the 50s. It's set in the 50s in New York City. You know, a place where there was dancing, there was gangs, <laughs> there was, you know, whatever. Did this need to be remade and mo- – like, it's hard to modernize a movie. That So the, the original is set in the 50s. Mm-hmm. The musical was made in the late 50s. The movie was made in the early 60s. So they're talking about kind of the current-ish time. Correct. And now, what, 50 years later, we're quote-unquote modernizing it. But it's still set in the same time period. They're still yeah. uh, dancing. 
They're and still, thank God. They're still gangs. Uh, but it just doesn't really feel like there's... It really made a ton of sense to remake this movie. Just watch the old one. That being said... Well, I... Th- I thought the modernize the, the, the remaking, the modernization, the directing, the kind of visuals were very well done. Mm-hmm. They're... But my my big take from this movie is two parts. Oh Part God. one, I'm scared. All the main women are great. Thank God. Uh, Rachel Ziegler, mm-hmm. uh, Ariana Debose, yeah, as Anita. Rachel Ziegler as Maria, and of course Rita Moreno. May she rest in peace. We're three for three with the two with the three main. She's women. alive. The men. Interesting. Okay. I got to give it a not so much. Now, I like. I'm half on board with you here. I liked Mike Feist. 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 Feist, Who played Riff of the Jets. I thought he did a nice job. Pretty much everyone else I was bored by. And. The, the to the full circle of of um, part two of my take here is that I thought Ansel Elgort was a wet cardboard box flopping around on screen. Just let me know when I get to talk. Go ahead. Ansel Elgort is terrible. I thought he was really bad. It's and that's a predictable take for me, I guess, because I don't know. I'm I before I saw this movie, I was like, he's gonna be terrible. You know. It, <sighs> He – so let me agree with you there. Let's give I, a quick background here. For, for anyone who doesn't know, Ansel Elgort was – after this movie was shot, but over a year ago, before it had even been pushed back because of COVID and everything, he was accused of sexual assault. Yeah, which is – in my opinion, I don't know about you, but in my opinion, Kyle, not good. <laughs> not what I'm looking for from my – and unfortunately, Hunky movie star. Unfortunately, this was not a all the money in the world Kevin Spacey scenario in which you could kind of isolate his scenes and reshoot them very That's easily and sure. replace the movie. He's the main, the co-main character of this movie. What is interesting about that, though, is that I think his character... Anton. It's, <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think the character of Tony... It's not all his fault. I think the character of Tony is just kind of lame in general. He kind of is in the 61 version. He's just... There's nothing to really gravitate towards to with Tony with me any time I've seen West Side Story. With that being said, he's just... he's He doesn't radiate off the screen at all in the way that you sort of need him to. Yes, exactly. I think that's the key issue is because the character is like the basis of this character is like he falls in love at first sight, which I need to talk. Yes, about. Yes, we're going to talk about. Don't worry. We're going to talk about. That. <laughs> but for this, for his character in particular to work in this movie, like you said, he needs to radiate off the screen. He has to ju- like it has to be this like he has to be like dripping with charisma he, it has to be, like, you have to understand when she sees him across the room 
why this transcends yes you know deep cultural you know familial family gang wars you know yes. hatred you have to buy that and you just don't buy that and i don't think you know obviously there are as we mentioned reasons to be out on ansel elgort uh, sure, but let's but even I'm throw trying, that aside. Exactly, like, that was, and and I genuinely tried to do that when I was watching the movie. It was just like, all right, let's look at this on the merits, and he just bored me so much. He's so boring. He, he's, it's like, I I think back to the scene of the gymnasium, right, where like he and Rachel Ziegler are are staring at each love other at first sight across the across room. The they gym. see each other, and it's like the you world see stops him, around them. You see him, and you're like, okay. Sort of like stereotypically handsome. He's kind of this baby face heartthrob, but just nothing. And then you see her, and you're like, oh, well, there's a star. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, she there's pops. a star. Yes. And I don't know how you quantify that. I don't know how you explain that. It's very Other difficult, than the yeah. fact that people have star power and some people don't. And I do. So as somebody with star power... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but some people do and some people don't. And he, I just, this Ansel Elgort experiment that we've been going through since The Fault in Our Stars, uh, a movie that, of course, cried my eyes. Well, either, like but, people were in love with him coming out of that movie. But, you know, I don't know. We talked about Baby Driver recently on this podcast movie that I don't really like that much. And, like, he does nothing for me in that movie either. And I just don't, I... See, that, in that movie, he's like... He's kind of like he. It's a different thing. The silent type or whatever, and so he, sure. he doesn't have to like do that. He kind of just has to be a little mysterious. Sure. This one, he needs to like show it outwardly. You well, know? And then you're like, okay, so if you're not going to be this enigmatic star, at least be able to sing. Yes. We're not getting that either. I didn't think he was terrible, but I don't think he was terrible. Not, Actually, it, it, right? It didn't make just, up for the lacking in other areas. He can't sing. He can't dance. His acting performance is fine. He's his acting was dull. He's just dull. He's, he's just kind of. He's, yeah, he's just not much of a, of a dancer. He's like kind of well, and you don't awkwardly really, tall. And you a, don't really. Oh, can I tell you? Okay, so when she's so in the movie when uh, Rachel Ziegler says to, when Maria says to Tony, she's like, "Oh, you're tall. I never noticed." I like truly took out my phone and searched. Ansel Elgort height. Because I was like, he can't be He's not that tall, right? He's 6'3". <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, he's like 5'9". Like, he's not tall. Right. So I pulled out my phone. Oh, he's... Oh, he actually is tall. He's, yeah, he's my height. That checks out. Um, um, But I agree. So Ansel Elgort is... There were, there, there were a couple flashes where it was like... Okay, this there's something here. I think he's good in the fire escape scene, the tonight tonight. Scene. Yeah, I agree. Like he just he he kind of works there. I don't know if it's the physicality of like climbing up and down the fire escape, yeah, but I he gives a, they they you feel their chemistry a little bit there. Yes. Um, and part of it is the song, of course, because it's a classic. And don't love the song, but yeah. You don't love tonight. No, I don't. Tonight, tonight. I I, I guess there's a larger conversation to be had here, I guess, about musicals. I, yeah, the song. <laughs> anyway, sorry. 
Wow. May he rest in peace. Who? Stephen Sondheim, of course. Gotcha. There, whatever. Tonight is not my favorite song of all time. But I agree that uh, that scene, there was at least a little bit of a spark. And, and I would certainly hope so. They just met five minutes ago, and they're, they would die for each other. Well, the we, whole— We can't— yeah, no, we have to. The whole not right, movie, no, not 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 yet, not not yet. Okay, okay, yet. okay, sorry. Just briefly. Okay, go. The one, the other thing about Angela Ogord is that the character of Tony, he's supposed to sort of be this guy who spent a year in prison. He, you know, this hardened sort of guy. Never once do I buy the fact that he is some like criminal or like some like gruff kind of. He almost killed a guy. And now he's like reluctant. To, to then, get back into things. And also, I guess we should... Spoiler alert for West Side Story, but he kills again. Um, <laughs> well, for uh, the first time, actually. He didn't, he didn't kill the sorry, guy. The sure, yes. This time, he actually uh, does. Are I, you I, playing? Accidentally. I didn't... Accidentally. What song is this? Oh, Something's shit. Coming. Yeah. I can't believe you don't like Tonight Tonight. Wait. Oh, there we go. That right there. That right there. That's West Side Story. Just that little. Well, it is. And we'll talk about that. Um, so, Ansel aside, the other, the other sort of big male performances. Uh, we talk about Mike Feist, who plays Riff. And then we have David Al... God, remember. Is that right, David Alvarez? Uh, yes. Who plays Bernardo. I thought that they were both very good. I thought Mike Feist was great. Mike Feist, I I, I agree with you. I can't, at the beginning of the movie, I was kind of like, he's very musically... He is. And that's he's... I mean, he And is that's a, not his fault, because that's what that that role is at the beginning of West Side Story but as as the movie went along I was kind of like more and more in on in on his performance I and thought he got better I buy him a lot more than I buy Tony like I buy I buy Riff much more in this adaptation as sort of this like gang member I I, I thought he was great I, yeah. I thought he kind of really nailed it uh, yeah I, really, I think he did a really good I job will, and David Alvarez Bernardo I think is is <laughs> is very good as well this movie is about the women and I could say that about pretty much every movie I've ever watched. <laughs> we'll start with... Well, I agree with you this time. Well, yeah, thanks. Because like, there were literally scenes where when none of the... Th zero of the three main women were in it, I was like, I'm so bored. Well, that's when I was searching Ansel Elgort height. <laughs> like the scene where they're like... Where they get the gun and then they like fight over the gun... Sure. Well, that was really repurposed for this movie. Like that was. I was just like, I don't care. Like, sure. And you're also talking about essentially the climax of the movie, which is maybe a problem. And not the climax, but like the fight. Yeah, I mean, and the fight at least you know. I wasn't bored during the fight, but sure. I was just. I just wanted to go back to the women every time we were on the men. Well, <laughs> me too. Uh, Rita Moreno. Is Officer Crumkey. Oh, let's listen. Talk. Let's talk about it right now. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the song. Officer Crumkey. They did a little bit with that. Maybe my favorite number in the entire movie, <laughs> and I was turned on. <laughs> I was gonna say that was the one 
Officer scene Krupke, that didn't have any women in it where I was like, this is enjoyable. It's really fun. I thought that was really fun. And I mean, there's some eye candy throughout, no matter <laughs> your sexual persuasion. All right. Sure. Um, so the women. So Rita Moreno, legend, icon, just in absolute goddess. Is, she obviously played Anita in the original. And now kind of created this new character. She's great. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, yeah. I love. I mean, I. She's what a, can you say about Rita Moreno? Right. She's she's kind she's, of the like emotional crux. She's a legend. Tying this whole thing. She together. nails it. She gets it. She understands the assignment. We talked about Rachel Ziegler. I think <laughs> I'm I, like describing Rita Moreno in 2021 terms as she understands the assignment. Well, she does. I'm just saying that's a 2021 phrase, and it's just a funny way to. And she's still with us. Uh, Rachel Ziegler. Almost a 10 out of 10 for me. Agreed. It veers into, I guess what we're sort of saying, it's a little musically for me. It's the, it's mostly in her voice. She has an incredible voice. She sounds angelic, okay? But it's a little, she does this thing where musical actresses do where it's, it becomes so technical that there's no emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. It's very like, ah! and it's like, okay. But like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, have a good vocal teacher. She so, did, She was doing a weird thing with like, you could see sometimes when she's hitting some of these notes, her, her jaw almost looks weird as she's yeah. singing them. And it's like, that's, that was to me the kind of tell that we're dipping a little bit out of the emotional aspect of the performance and into the technical. A little bit, yeah. You I almost visually see it. Yes. I thought she was great in I Feel Pretty. Yes. Um, I thought she really excelled there. Uh, I think I, she's great. She she. Popped, I thought she was she really good. Oh, Pops she, off the screen. She really does pop. She's super cute. She's a star. She's a star. Great voice. Like, 9 out of 10. The star of this movie is Ariana DeBose. Easily. Who just absolutely kills it she's so good she is phenomenal that is a star she is she has to do so much in this movie the singing the dancing she has to hit these dramatic moments she is it if she wins the oscar for best supporting actress i would support that undoubtedly she's the star of this movie she's my favorite part of this movie i can't say enough good things about her i agree 100,000 percent i don't know if we've ever agreed quite as much about a movie on this podcast before but (laughs) like when i think when i when i'm thinking of this movie in my head after seeing it like i'm i'm thinking of the scenes of her just like dancing on the street star with the with the dress that has like the different colors and she's throwing it around and she is incredible she was so good she is so funny like, she is just, I mean, you want to talk about popping off a screen. I mean, she has the confidence of an actress, like, decades older than her. I mean, she just knows what she is doing. She can sing. She can dance. She can act. She's funny. She's dramatic. I mean, just, like, she hits every single note, pun intended. She's it. She's a star. I mean, she makes she makes the movie. She's, she's great inc- casting. She's incredible. She's incredible. And, I assume her background is is primarily in theater, right? Uh, well, so, I mean, she she's been in a few. Well, she has an. She won. I mean, she's a Tony 
uh, nominee. She was uh, she played Donna Summer, best featured actress in Donna. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she was, and she's also a dancer. She was on. She was a dancer, and so you think you can dance, right? Okay. Like a long time ago. She's just a star. She's a she star. really is. She's incredible. Great casting. She was in. Oh, she was in the. She's in the ensemble in Hamilton for the, the one that they put on Disney Plus. Sure. So the one they recorded. So she was eventually, at a certain point, she was in Hamilton. Wow. I mean, she's the best. I mean, she will probably be getting a Best Supporting Actress Oscar nomination for this, and is like, I'd be kind of shocked if she doesn't. Yeah, but she—I mean, she's like in After the conversation for the win, right? Yeah, and, and that rate again. I mean, not to bring it back. To, I like—I don't know—not to bring it back to the Oscars, but like that Best Supporting Actress race is wide open. I mean, we have—you want to talk about Ariana Debose? We have. Katrina Bell from Belfast. We have Anjou Ellis from King Richard. We have Kirsten Dunst, Power of the Dog. Kirsten, I don't think is winning, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I'm I'm crossing my fingers for a nomination, but that's a f- I, I don't know. I mean, it, that's that's a potentially unpredictable category. And like Ariane Debose winning for West Side Story. What a fun moment that would be. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Judy Dench too. I don't think you mentioned her. She yeah. might she might be in the running. Sure. And um, Dowd back in the race for Mass. There popping up really good that's that's a that's a really fun category it could be potentially yeah even like i i don't think she's gonna get nominated but because of someone uh, because of um ariana but rita moreno oh, she's, I, she's right there yeah the, the the what we just mentioned seven those are probably the seven or no maybe eight we mentioned eight eight are those are the eight that the nominations will come from probably unless you know who knows there could be some wild thing that happens. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, those are the eight. It's yeah, it's a decently fun little category. But Ariana DeBose, just absolute star. Agreed. To a T. She right. was she was perfect. Okay, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh so gosh. you talk. Oh, but it's like ten minutes. Ten minutes. You, <laughs> what are you doing in there? <laughs> I'm talking about Mike Fest almost. Oh, um, uh, no. Well, we have to talk about. I am firmly standing up as I'm. We have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is just the West Side Story story. And I'm back. Better than ever. Hi, welcome back. Something I Urban did- Meyer got fired. <laughs> really dating this. People are going to listen to this after they've seen West Side Story in like a month. Urban Meyer. Well, finally, he can come on. Should we get Urban Meyer to come on to talk about uh, Kevin James American playing underdog? Sean Payton? Oh. Or American Underdog. Yeah, sure. Whichever one. Maybe both. We'll do a whole new football episode. What are you doing? I don't know. It's getting You've been on your phone so much this episode. He's getting texts. From who? Jeff Garland exits the Goldbergs after HR investigation. Oh, no. He's typing back with one finger. (laughs) Oh, not Jeff Garland. Anyway, wow, breaking news here on the Popcorn Boys. (laughs) Uh, So we, we sort of talked about this earlier. One of the reasons that West Side Story is an issue for me is essentially uh, the 
story. And really the main kind of through line, especially at the end, where, let's just say it, Tony murders Maria's brother after she has known him for 24 hours and she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look. The first thing I said as the movie was ending. To who? Your hot dog? In your <laughs> pants? No. The scene where she, like, forgives him, basically. I was like, they met yesterday. Yesterday. And he kills her brother. They met yesterday, and he killed her brother today. <laughs> and, like... The only thing she's upset about is what's going to happen. It's really <laughs> wild. And then, and look, like, we sort of get a moment where, like, Anita comes back after, let's say it, identifying the body <laughs> to find the killer in the home. <laughs> <laughs> and she's mad for, like, two seconds. And then Maria's like, I love him. And she's like. I love him. Like, you don't know. But only in my mind. Oh, wrong. Wrong musical, sorry. And then Anita's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. It's truly... I mean, she sings at him for a while about finding uh, well, someone of her own kind to yeah, be in love with a instead. Yeah, couple minutes, couple minutes, and then Maria's like, oh, he's the soulmate of my life. <laughs> She goes, okay, little girl. <laughs> um, Bernardo's dead. Don't forget that your boyfriend killed him. <laughs> but you Look, met him yesterday, so it's fine. She, literally, she. the The timeline of this movie is like, the beginning of the movie happens. The, dance. the beginning, yeah. The time. Okay, so the timeline of the movie is the beginning of the movie happens. Okay, great. Go the on. Dance, I believe, is a night or two after the opening of the movie. Uh, next night, maybe. Maria and Tony meet at the dance. Yeah. They spend most of the or part of the next day together, and then the fight is at midnight. So we're talking. At most, 28 hours after the dance is the fight. <laughs> and then we're into, like, the morning where, you know, people die and and um, Maria forgives Tony. That Maybe that happens at, like, 2 a.m. So <laughs> their entire relationship from their love at first sight moment to his death, spoiler alert, is, like, 30 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Now look, we've you know, all we've all been there. The the story is obviously you know uh, uh, loosely based on Romeo and Juliet. Not sure if I knew that, but go on. Well, it is. Um, and look, the the and that's why the Ansel Elgort of it all. He's no Romeo. <laughs> doesn't quite work because he, exactly for the story to work, you have to buy how head over heels in love they are just kind of immediately that you know which is a very hard thing to pull off obviously in, in a you know 30 hour love story to somebody could have done it to forgive the murder of your brother yeah you know 
it has to be intense. You have to buy it. Like there's got to be passion there. You just have to be yeah. all in on it. You have to. And it just doesn't get there. And feel like Ansel Elgort's character is worth completely forgetting about your dead brother. And like the rest of your life and like running away with him because that's what yes. you're planning on doing. And he goes, he comes out with a suitcase. <laughs> we, we could go away and he's like, he's like, it could be for one day. I'm like, one day? I mean, uh, I, I, you never get the sense that they really like each other. Right. And they don't. He needs to be more of a bad boy. He's, he's kind of like, you know, he's stupid. He's like, it makes sense. He's like the perfect intersection of like what a studio wants from somebody in that role. He's famous. He's cute. You know, but like he's kind of famous. He's kind of cute. Yes. The intersection of all those things. He's just famous enough. He's just cute enough. It's, I but I would know. say he's not famous enough. He's not cute enough, and he's not a good enough performer. Well, who would you have cast? Well, that's a good legitimate question. question. How uh, old is? You know, I meant to to look up. Ansel Elgort is currently twenty seven, I believe. I I did look this up. Who would be a? Good and so he was like twenty five when they were shooting. It. So we're looking for like twenty five year old actor. Now, by the Tom way, Tom Holland. This was my other. Well, I actually thought of him. Uh, the the tall jokes won't exactly work there. Ooh, but. good point. Yeah. <laughs> But this was a movie where, and maybe it was just because I didn't buy that they're in love with each other, but, like, Ansel Elgort feels in this movie a lot older than yes, Rachel I Ziegler. Yes, I thought so, too. And he he's, I, what did I say? He's 20, I think he, hey, Siri, how old is Ansel Elgort? Ansel Elgort is 27 years old. All right, and Rachel, so he's seven years older than her, and at, oh. So she was like 18 when they're shooting this. He's 25. And they, like, you kind of like, feel that. I don't like that at all. Yeah, like, you know, whatever. She's 18. He's he's 25. That's not. It's it's like. Okay, yeah, keep going. It's not that weird. It's a, It's potentially weird if they. I would if say it doesn't it's feel weird. right. I would say. Like, to me. 25, 18. Eh, not great. Well, everyone complained about the age gap in licorice pizza. To me, this one oh, felt God. infinitely oh, weirder. The- Infinitely weird. Actually, I mean, I guess people did come. It's a TikTok thing, you know. Oh God, the worst thing in the world. No, but those are different things. Like this is a real love story. What do you mean? What's that story? Oh, well, as Licorice opposed Pete's to what? Not, Licorice Pete's not a love story. Well, it kind of two. is. So now you think they are in love? I never said they weren't in love. Okay, well if they are. It's rape. No. She's not as old as she's Licorice saying she is. Licorice pizza. You know, what uh, I'm saying they feel they felt weirder in this movie, kind of age and maturity wise as a couple. As I felt like they did mm, Licorice pizza. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I I appreciate the point. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, so we got to recast Ansel. Yeah. Hold on, I need to look up. Look up best. Actors in their mid twenties. <laughs> Hold on, I just go to my homepage because that is my homepage. Uh, what's no, the name of your homepage? I'm actually under twenty one. Um, what? What's his name? Cutting the, that. Your homepage guy. My home. Okay, that's enough. 
Hold on. I just, about a gay porn site? I just Googled 25-year-old actors, and the first one that comes up is Tom Holland. He would be better. Like, I mean, well, of course. Tom, Tom Holland, obviously, on uh, Lip Sync Battle doing Umbrella. Way more charisma than Ansel Elgort ever had in this movie. But it wouldn't... I don't know. I It would work. Like, what? Cut out the line about him being tall. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, no. He would He would actually be very good. Yeah. I would um, run away with Tom Holland. Oh, of course. Everybody. Do you think... This is a legitimate question. Go. Do you think that you could really, really, really fall in love with somebody and, like, run away with them after knowing them for 36 hours? Uh, no. Right? I feel like I could. Could you? No. Even if they murdered your brother. (laughs) Well. (laughs) (laughs) Might be doing orchestra again. No. That's a joke. Uh, no. Murder aside, I'm just saying, like, when people like the like when people fall in love so fast like that, it's, Timothy Chalamet is twenty five. Uh, Chalamet. I don't even honestly don't even want to think about Chalamet as Tony. That sounds kind of annoying. Yeah, I don't think that would go well. <laughs> Lucas Hedges is twenty four. No, no, thank you. Well, I, look, no, I love Lucas. But yeah, no, I'm talking specifically in this yeah. role. I don't know. Also, I, I do want to say, when Ansel Elgort dies... Spoiler alert. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Well, when he dies, it's terrible. When he finds out... <laughs> when he's lied to... Oh, my God. Uh-oh. His, no, no. I'm talking about the scene you're talking about. When, when he, he like, finds out Maria dies... He's, like, or, putting his hands on his head and, like... I Ugh. couldn't believe that made the movie. <laughs> it was rough. Oh, I, my God. I, uh... Yeah, I didn't like it. Oh, just not good stuff. And I don't feel bad criticizing him because he seems like a bad guy. So whatever. He just isn't. He's just not good in the movie. And yeah, like I think he's he's done good things before. I just don't think this one was a fit. And it's a tough role, you know. You like it, it is a tough. It is it is a tough. Role. You have to sing. You have to dance. You have to. But you have to make the audience believe that. Well, you know, the, the co-main character is so in love with you that she would leave you after meeting you 24 hours ago and you killing her brother. It's yeah. a tough thing to pull. <laughs> he doesn't pull it. Uh, I'll tell you what, I like to pull. <laughs> just, that one uh, guy, I don't know. I, I, I wish I knew the names of like the... Yeah, my uh, Google ads are going to be so weird. I'm I just don't looking at cor- lists of 25-year-old men. Oh, well. Josh yeah. Allen. <laughs> Bill's quarterback. <laughs> Josh Allen. Ben Simmons is 25. Joe Burrow is 25. Honestly, Joe Burrow. Takashi 69 is 25. Okay. Joe Burrow as Tony. Devin Booker? Is not bad. Oh. Christian McCaffrey? We need to dip into the sports world. Christian McCaffrey could never pull it off. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is a jet for sure. He's actually a Panther. Okay. (laughs) Um. Chris McCaffrey could be a chorus member of the Jets, but that one, the one Jet, who's Ty Sheridan? What's he from? Ty Sheridan. Show me. Hmm. Oh yeah, he's. I don't remember what he's from. But no, he's... he's in everything. Um. Uh, the one Jet, who was like way more like buff than all Cody the other Smith McPhee's twenty five. He. 
absolutely never. <laughs> the one jet, you know who I'm talking about? No, what are you talking about? He was like way like more ripped than all the other ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, loved watching him. That's it. That's your whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was more. You to know that. the one jet. He's ripped. Who looked like he worked out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so West Side Story. Where do we stand going forward? as sort of an awards player it's gonna be it'll be a best picture nominee sure spielberg is looking good for director ariana debose okay. is looking good for best supporting actress rachel ziegler's on the fringe of actress and i would say rita moreno is on the fringe of uh supporting actress it'll get some tech nominations of course where yeah, are we standing where are we standing with west side story after this discussion like for me, I wanted to like it more than I did. Me too. And I, to be to be honest, I'm a little surprised at how well it's been received. Yeah, I kind of am too. Because I thought it was fine. I just, I was never, like I keep seeing people talk, oh, I was enraptured. Like, oh, it felt so great to be in the theater and be wrapped up and like. I never got to that level. There were a couple like, times. I was into it because uh, part of it is I love the music and, like, you know, the, it had its moments where I was Def- just oh, definitely. certainly into it. And I think, I think it's well-directed. Like, there's yeah. a lot of cool – I mentioned this earlier, but the kind of stand – some of the dance numbers are real standouts. And, and you know, there are moments when I'm enraptured. Um, and I thought – I think it's, like, shot well. Yeah, like the production. I mean, it's Spielberg. So the production value is there, and it's keeps yeah. it Rintin. Look, keeps it looking. Rintin. What? Tintin. Tintin. Keeps it looking interesting throughout. Like you know, that's one of those things where musical adaptations, stage musicals being adapted, can often look so blah. Yeah. And like just look like this could should have just been done on stage. There's Definitely. nothing particularly special here. But this one feels like a movie, even though it has. You know, even though it's an adapted musical, it has dance numbers that feel stagey, but they they did a nice job of placing those in a world. Well, and this this gets back. Yes. And this gets back to the two questions you posed at the beginning. Like, why was this made and who was this for? Right. Why was this made? I think is a worthy. I mean, the answer was at the end of the movie. What? The answer was at the end of the movie. What? <laughs> Steven Spielberg made it because Spielberg can obviously make anything uh, as a tribute to his father. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Which I meant to look up the reasoning behind there. Like, does his dad just love the original West Side Story or something? Maybe. I do. I mean, like. Is Steven Spielberg's dad, dead or alive? Alive. Dead. Okay. When did he die? Guess. 2020. Correct. Really? At what age was he when he died? 99. 103. Wow. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's dad died just, I guess maybe that's why it was, this, this was his first movie since his dad died probably. So maybe that's why it was I guess I dedicated to The him. way you asked that was like, well, he's obviously dead, right? So when you're like, wait, dead or alive? I want to, hold on. I'm going to see if I can find. But the answer to why, I mean. I don't know, not to be, like, so hokey-dokey here, but it's, like, it, it 
it's a little depressing, not a little, a lot depressing that, you know, these themes of this movie that was made in 1961 are still prescient today, right? So, like, so much of what happens in this movie doesn't really feel dated in terms of the race and the misogyny and all these other things. We have a trans character now. That's yeah, fun. Um, so I don't, I, I think a story like that can be told and still should be told, but I agree with what you're saying in terms of like, it's still in the place where it was, but I also, I hesitate to want to watch a version of West Side Story that's like, we're doing West Side Story, but it's like in 2021. Right, right. I don't. Yeah, know. no, I'm not arguing for that. that. Yeah. So I don't know. Although, why is it made? That, uh, that would be a disaster. But I'm. I'm it'd kind be of a intrigued disaster. By that. Why is it made? Um, I don't know, but it's it, it still holds water in terms of its themes and all of that, and I'm, so you know. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it's not doing a little better. But box office wise, well, yeah, this is yeah. the next question. Who is? Who is this for? And I think this is why it's not doing well. By the way, I found a quick little little anecdote about how Spielberg's dad brought home the record when he was, you know, however many years like, old. How did he die? Huh? I get old. Uh, he was 103. Yeah. COVID? Yeah. <laughs> um, is it 2020? But they would... When did COVID start? What year is it now? I don't know. Uh, Wait, no. What year is it? 2021. Yes. So COVID started 2020. Oh, interesting. Yes. So... In terms of West Side Story timeline, COVID started yesterday, and you, you're you willing to run away with it despite it killing <laughs> all of your loved ones. Like, the answer for who is this for, I think a movie like this is really difficult to market because it's so many things at once. It's nostalgia, but it's new. It's young people who, people who love the original have never heard of, but it's people who are young in this movie who young people might also not totally know outside of Ansel. I think it's a hard movie to market, and right, I, I mean, just people... don't. I don't know. I don't think it's a movie, unfortunately, that like audiences who don't typically go to the movies are being motivated to go see in theaters. Right. I mean, the original, the beloved original came out so long ago that you're talking people in their like seventies generally, but West side stories like older are the ones who like high school has done West side story. Yeah, I guess that's fair. You know what I mean? Like it's always, it feels like the, the purpose of this movie is to, is to like reintroduce it to a younger audience. Yes, and they're, and I, they're, they modernize one of the, we didn't even touch on this, but one of the kind of aspects of the production that I really liked was the kind of authenticity of the cast, you know. Yes. Well, one of the main criticisms of the original West Side Story is, like, you know, the, the these Puerto Rican characters are being played by white people. Yeah. And they did a great job there of, like, and there's, sure. there's been a little talk of how, like, the, the Spanish is not subtitled, oh. which I thought was really cool. Loved it. Touch. I it Oh, just, that's what I wanted. Oh, my God. Okay. Briefly. My theater experience. So I saw this. I was one of seven people in the theater today seeing this. Four of those people were two separate couples who had to have at least been in their 80s. Who were at the movie together on like a little double date. Cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) 
But Uh-oh. when the movie, like, I, I, I didn't know how much when Spanish. screaming, where are the subtitles? <laughs> I, Kyle, I was nervous. Like, that's how, <laughs> like, they were, you know, they were like, talking and they were loud and whatever, but I didn't care. The, when so much of the movie was in Spanish, I was a little panicked that <laughs> one of them was going to, like, get up and be like, Oh, fuck this. And speak English. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. And it's handled in such a really, it's, it's, the Spanish is done in such a great way where, and I'm not as fluent in Spanish as I should be. I understood some of it, but even the, some, you're not supposed to understand it as a fucking idiot like me, but even the stuff you don't understand, you can't. Yeah, and it's it. I I, I don't know exactly. I, I like, really you don't need to that. know what they're saying to understand what is being conversed. And I think how cool, which is kind like, of an important little little lesson there. Like a lot of the line, like and for a lot of the more important lines, they would then like say it in English, right. which. But I think you know. pretty cool for like a a, a big. Movie oh, I thought it was great. I like this it. directed by Steven Spielberg. You know. Right. And I, you know, I think credit also to Tony Kushner who who adapted the the screenplay. Um, pretty cool, you know. Very cool. I, not I was... to not to keep too much praise on them for you know whatever, but like, I, pretty cool. I, I I appreciated the fact that they did that, no subtitles, and like, well, if you don't get it, too bad. Right. Agreed. Yeah, I thought that was great. We'll see how uh, Middle America feels about it. <laughs> God, can you imagine? I like people are gonna people will think that the subtitles are like broken, you know? Like I know they're gonna wonder where they are. Anyway, yeah. Ultimately, it's not a movie that's gonna make my top ten for the year. What do you like better, this or In the Heights? Uh, I think In the Heights. I think I did too. I think In the Heights. And again, I I didn't hate West Side Story, but the I think the the difference to me, the deciding factor, because they're both, I think they're both well made. You know, the the West Side Story music is classic. I was kind of introduced to the yeah. In the Heights music, which was kind of fun. But I, I think those main performances are kind of on par, except there's no, in the Heights, there wasn't one where I was like out on, you know. The main characters sure, 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 all sure. just kind of worked. And, and while I think the be- the best performances, there's probably a couple of them that were in West Side Story, but you know, in terms of buying kind of the chemistry between everyone, yeah. I think that was the biggest difference for me. I agree. Man, well here we are. We're so next- mom, if you're listening, I think you're gonna like it. You should go see it. Oh, Mrs. Kyle, go see it, Mrs. Kyle. No, I would. She's, she's probably already seen it. I would love your mom's thoughts. I hope she likes it. I think fans, like yeah, I think fans of the musical will enjoy it. So, Kyle, here we are, almost the end of December. I want to say in the thick of the award season, but the Oscars are not for shockingly three more months. <laughs> oh boy! But uh, a ton of movies coming out. I, I would like to urge anybody listening to the podcast go see a movie in theaters. Wear a mask. You'll be fine. <laughs> Just eat your popcorn. It's fine. Where am you know whatever. I mean, we're blessed here. You got to uh, you got to be vaxxed to go, which is great. They check- oh yeah, the Cinemark was checking your your vax status. They sure did. I mean, yeah. I got my booster, so I'm feeling feeling good. Yeah, they should. They yeah uh, yeah they checked. 
But um, I've got COVID antibodies running through these veins. Yeah, okay. So next week, Kyle, what do we have on deck? I don't know. Let's see. I mean, I I <laughs> want to see like three more movies. I know. At we, least. We're gonna have to flesh this out by the time uh by the time I we record next. Nightmare Alley comes out. Nightmare weekend, Alley right? is out. Yes. What are the, the other? Lost Daughter is out in theaters. What oh, right. I'm very excited about. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to be excited. Spider-Man? No Way Home? Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Maybe I'll get around to seeing uh, the previous two Spider-Mans. I won't. Yeah. I'm going to see Spider-Man early next week. Listen, it's an abundance of riches. Oh, also, I, I have not mentioned on this podcast briefly. If you're still listening, God bless you. Um, Two movies I saw last week that I loved. Uh, Come on, come on. The Mike Mills written and directed movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. I absolutely loved it. And then Flea, an animated documentary that is out. About the Red Hot Chili Peppers, yes. Okay, well, that's enough. Um, both, I don't know. Come on, come on, I think is is across the country. Flea, I'm not sure if it is. but Now, an animated documentary. Yeah. Is that not an oxymoron? What? Documentary. You what does documentary mean? Documenting something. You can't. Do, you How can't can you, do that in an animated. I mean, if if you recorded like only audio and you decided to. Well, it's real audio. Interesting. I haven't seen it, so I'm not <laughs> sure how I feel about it yet. Well, I'm aware. It's you have to. I mean, it's you have to see it. It's a documentary, so it's it's going to be on the back burner until I've seen the. The real movies first. Okay. Yeah. Great. And just another PSA. My PSA is for the for this week. One, <laughs> turn off motion smoothing on your TVs. Oh my god. Two. What was the second one? We were gonna do one. Popcorn Boys PSA. What was it about? Oh god. This was like an hour and a half ago. I know. That's too long ago for me to remember. Ah, Wait. Hold what on. Was it? It was something important. PSA. Popcorn, popcorn Boys. Popcorn Boys PSA. Tom, hold on. No, I'm getting close. Tom Cruise. Ah, play the clips. Yo, play, play the, the clips, clips for the Oscars. Play the clips. And number three, don't have any documentaries on your best of movies of the year. year hey, end. guess what? Do they're, they're different. Can I have an animated movie? Sure. Okay, I'm going to have the animated documentary flee. No, you said animated Bye, everyone. Movie. We'll documentaries see you next time. Documentaries aren't movies. That's my PSA. That Okay, that's to have a movie podcast that – uh, my favorite movie of the year was uh, this news package I saw on uh, okay. Well, on Channel Four. We're about to fist fight. This is a real Jets and the Shark situation here. When you're a Jet, no, a Jet, you got the capital J. Oh, I forgot to double check and see if she said gay at the beginning. Oh yeah, play it. Play us off with some. Uh, where is it? Rachel Ziegler singing I Feel Pretty. But we know she, we know I Feel Pretty, she says I Feel Gay in the original one. Correct. We know that for 100% fact. Yes, I looked up the lyrics. Okay. Uh, and now to play us out. And bright. And bright. Right? I mean, 
I'm not crazy here, am I? Wait, now I'm on an LA Times article, how Steven Spielberg's West Side Story finally solved the problem of I Feel Pretty. What's the problem? He's blah, 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 blah. This is the original, original soundtrack recording here. Oh my god, just sing the song. Here we go. <laughs> this is gay erasure! I don't understand! <laughs> Listen. As the only gay one in the room, I don't have a problem. What? She's feeling gay. She's feeling happy. She's feeling good. I don't really understand. We'll get a, uh, I don't know, somebody on the podcast to discuss. <laughs> okay, good. All right. We need to get out of here. I looked up, I feel pretty gay. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I need to go. <laughs> the, first, the, first, <laughs> the first thing that comes up is Do I want to know? TikTok thinks I'm gay. What the hell? And then a story. <laughs> then a story. <laughs> oh, no. And then the second story is NFL injury updates. <laughs> what the? Oh boy, I do feel pretty gay, and I feel gay in terms of my sexual orientation and in terms of my happiness, Kyle. Well, I'm glad, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, this has been a blast. Good night. Bye. <laughs>